This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here today to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. As always... We're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, podcast full, filled with sanctity. Everything that I say is holy. What can I tell you? If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to contact me at Aaron. Aaron. How about first by emailing me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. We can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. So from time to time, because I'm a giving, charitable, and just all around good human being, I like to give tips for people who are recent immigrants to Israel, or we call them olim. Olim is an ole, is somebody who goes up or who immigrates to Israel. So I'd like to give a couple of financial tips. Like I say, from time to time, I like to do it. And uh, it's the summer, and what do you know? It's a time for another, we're concluding a summer of thousands and thousands of new freshly minted Israelis, courtesy of none other than Nefesh Benefesh, what a great organization, Nefesh Benefesh, and of course also uh, the Jewish Agency. Um, but Nefesh Benefesh obviously takes a big lead in um, organizing, helping um, people from North America fulfill their dreams and move to Israel. But dreams turn into reality. So reality is, and reality really is money, um, let's face it. Um, so I want to give you guys all, those of you who are thinking, prospective Olim or, you know, who are about to contact the Nefesh Benefesh office because you want to come, you know, in a future flight or those of you who just landed, um, I want to focus on a couple of different tips or points um, to help you successfully um, integrate financially um, into Israel. So first, again, I want to thank Nefesh Benefesh, unbelievable what they managed to pull off uh, every summer. Um, it just goes without saying that the, the ceremonies and everything like that off the charts and the help and the continuing help that they provide. I just see it because I have a lot of clients who um, are recent um, immigrants and I speak to them about it and they tell me they just rave about the services they get from this organization, Nefesh Benefesh. So uh, once again, kudos, Nefesh Benefesh, uh, Jewish Agency and all others um, who help out in order to bring thousands and thousands of people every single year. It's unbelievable. Um, it's important for new Olim to get their financial aliyah in order. In the past, I've explained how it's important to get hands around a budget. Um, keep your retirement plans current um, from your, you know, your, point, your point of uh, origin. Now, I'd really like to focus on issues, uh, a little bit of employment benefits, and a little bit of banking. Um, obviously, you know, these are, I'm, I'm tipping, I'm touching the tip of the iceberg on, on both of these topics. These are really topics that you, you know, spend more time in depth trying to, to, to understand. But, you know, just so you can hit the ground running, um, 
I want to speak about them. No, the first thing is a new job. When job hunting, make sure that you get a fair compensation offer. It kills me to say, but there are employers out there that are going to try and take advantage of your sort of new immigrant status, and they're going to try and really take advantage of you and offer you less than a market wage or less than a comparable wage, competitive wage that you get somewhere else. Why do they do this? Because obviously they feel, they, you know, they've got a gun to your head. You're desperate um, to get a new job and you're going to settle so that, you know, you'll take the first thing anybody offers you basically because um, you're happy and you want to get settled. You need, you need a salary. So you're going to, you're willing, their assumption is at least you're willing to forgo a competitive salary. What I can tell you is hang tough when negotiating your salary. Right, as they say in the local vernacular, don't be a friar. A friar is like a sucker. Okay, don't be a sucker. Hang tough. You know what? If you're good, um, your resume speaks well for you. You speak well for yourself. They're gonna up the ante. They're testing you out. If they can take advantage of you, great. But if not, stick to your guns, and you know they'll end up paying you what is a fair compensation. Now, when discussing compensation, it's also important to know there are many social benefits that salary workers are entitled to. And you really want to make it clear from the get-go that you want these benefits as well. Right now, the law is that you're supposed to get a pension. Every, every Israeli worker or employer is supposed to get a pension. Um, but there are also other kinds of savings plans. Um, a shorter-term plan called a Karen Hishtalmut, which can also um, help you realize your financial goals that you set forth for yourself. Um, some of these expenses are covered by money that the workers put away over the years, which is matched by their employer according to the terms of the policy. A Karen Yishtamut policy um, is a tax-deferred policy where after six years you have the ability to take out the money that has been saved and hopefully grown, and uh, you can do whatever you want with it. Now, you shouldn't probably just take it out and go to duty-free and blow it on electronics. I strongly urge my clients to leave it in because it's tax deferred savings not much beats tax deferred savings um, as long as possible or use it to fund certain lifestyle events which could life cycle events excuse me which could be um, weddings or you know other events that come um, where you can actually sort of try timing things a little bit so that you might have one of these plans opening up when you need the money um, obviously, pension is important because, you know, once you retire, you're going to, you know, you will have gotten Social Security or some other government plan, be two in Israel, plus your pension, right? So it's pretty important that, and, and it is the law that everybody gets um, a pension plan. Um, recent reforms and savings plans give more choice also to you, the employee, than we ever had before. So it's important to speak with a professional who understands or a pension advisor who understands what you're going to be getting and which provider to choose. There are plenty of providers out there now. There is some competition in the market. Um, they will come to your firm. If you work for a big company, they'll be lowering their, you know, bend over backwards basically to lower fees. So it's really important to really know what you're doing so that you're, you can really maximize um, how much you're able to save. Um, you want to work with a good firm so that you can get you know decent returns obviously we don't want to chase returns and we don't know what returns are going to be but something which is reasonable um and obviously you want to try and pay low fees it's also important that you, re you receive your full complement of sick days and vacation days right there the law stipulates x and you shouldn't settle for x minus whatever right stick to your guns it's the law now since 9-11, right, going back a little bit in history. Um, you know what, before that, 
So let's review. First thing, you want to get your pension pans, and uh, that's super important. Take that, take that into account. You want to make sure you're getting fair market, market competitive compensation. Okay, that's tip number one. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. As always, if you've got any questions or comments on what I'm saying, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. We're speaking to you about all, we're speaking to all the the current or prospective Nefesh Benefesh Jewish Agency um, immigrants, Olim, who are planning or already have come uh, to Israel. We're giving them a few tips, as I like to do from time to time. Uh, so the first thing was about uh, employment benefits. Um, and the next thing I'd like to speak about is your uh, U.S. Uh, investments or your North American investments. Um, it's really important to know that since 9-11, U.S. investment firms have taken a very, very strict approach to um, accounts without a U.S. address. Okay, You can be a U.S. citizen, but you live in Israel, you have an Israeli address. Um, many U.S. investment firms have become very, very strict with these kinds of accounts. Um, you know, with the Patriot Act, other laws that have come down the pipeline, it's become much harder for these firms to accept accounts from U.S. citizens living abroad. Many firms have decided they'd rather just not deal with the compliance issues and have made those clients close down their accounts or at the very least stop servicing these accounts. They might let you uh, sell certain securities, but you can't buy anything. They won't give you any advice. They won't talk to you. And just as an aside, they know where you are. Right? Because they even check, they'll see from the IP address coming in when you log into your online uh, account, they'll see an Israeli IP address. And there have been plenty of cases where accounts have been sort of frozen or clients have been asked to leave as soon as you know that IP address triggers a foreign address. Um, some firms won't accept transactions, like I say, from clients living uh, abroad or in Israel. And others have stopped allowing their advisors to speak with clients living abroad. Olim should investigate how their particular investment account, how their firm, are treating these issues. And if there is a problem, you're really going to need to go local. Um, there are advisors here, myself included, but there are other advisors as well, who are both licensed in Israel and in the U.S., um, who uh, represent U.S. companies in Israel, and they all have solutions, um, perfectly legal solutions to these issues. Um, but you definitely want somebody who's licensed both in Israel and in the United States to handle these kind of accounts. A, lo a local professional um, with an arrangement with a U.S. firm, like I said, like I have or other people have, um, won't have those problems. The reason they've got these arrangements is because they've, you know, they're obviously <laughs> working with plenty of people like this, plenty of clients like this, and they found workarounds, uh, like I said, which are perfectly legal, perfectly compliant. Um, and they just basically found firms that are willing to work with Americans who live abroad. It's very important, though. Um, they should have all, the all their compliance in place for their clients to access the wide array of investment choices that you're used to. Um, the last thing I'd like to speak about is where you should bank. Okay, 20, 30 years ago, Israeli banks were the butt of jokes, right? There were crises, but you know, the banks were really, really subpar. Today, Believe it or not, right? Israel has a very, very developed and, and sophisticated banking system. Now, 
the problem is it's a very concentrated banking system. Um, there are only you know five, six banks out there that control the lion's share. There are about four banks which control the lion's share of the market, and there are about six or seven banks out there totally. Um, they are very competitive within themselves, and they offer a full range of investment products. Now, customer service has improved, but, but, and there's a big but, you get capital B, capital U, capital T, it still lacks. There's no question that banking service in this country um, is still lacking. Um, and it's certainly lacking compared to where you, you, what you were used to from your North American banks um, before you decided to come on Aliyah and immigrate to Israel. As such, when investigating local banks, you need to evaluate the pluses and minuses of each one, okay, within themselves and not compare them back to your bank in Canada or the US, okay? You're living in a new country. And I would take that one step further. In order to integrate into Israeli society, it's not going to be productive for you to compare everything to the way it was in your old land, in your old city, okay, your old town. It doesn't work that way. It's just different, right? You're living in a different place. There are pluses and minuses to everything. You know what? If you were living in Woodmere, New York, and you decided to move to Chicago, there'd be pluses and minuses, right? You go, oh, everything in Woodmere was better. Well, then you probably wouldn't have moved, right? So you move because for certain reasons you're moving to Israel, and keep, always keep those front and center. There are some things which are better and some things which are worse, but that's true anytime you make a move to any location in the world. There are going to be things which are better and things which are worse in each location. And it's important for you whenever you're going to compare anything, if you're going to compare, I don't know, cornflakes to cornflakes or bank service to bank service, you want to compare apples to apples, right? You've got to compare Israeli banks to other Israeli banks, not to, you know, not to chase or not to city, or not to uh, you know Texas National Bank. It just doesn't work that way because you're not in Texas anymore. You're living in Israel. So congratulations for all of you who have come. Have an easy integration into Israeli society. For all of you who are thinking about coming, come. It's an awesome place to live. Israel rocks. It's probably got like the most solid economy in the world. Okay, think innovation, it's young, things are happening, there's cultural events, everything. I'm not getting paid by anybody, this is just what I think. Israel's a great place to live, and again, thanks so much to organizations like the Jewish Agency, and especially to Nefesh Benefesh for all the great work they do to help facilitate the Aliyah, or the immigration process to Israel, and make you know people come want to stay. They don't go back very often because things here really aren't too bad. In fact, things here are awesome. You've been listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. As always, if you've got any questions or comments, email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. We'll see you soon.